Well, he also says after marriage, her life will become more peaceful and spiritual. She has a bright future. Her life will be calm in the future. And also that marriage with Jay is a possibility. What do you mm. think about that? Um, will his fiance like that? <laughs> because he's definitely <laughs> engaged. <laughs> Hello, guys, and welcome to an all-new episode of We Have the Receipts. I'm Chris Burns. And I'm Lawrence B. Hamilton. And today's show is all about love and matchmaking and relationships. You guys know that that's like, I'm all about that. I'm all about the love. I'm trying to be all about it. (laughs) I will, I will. You will, you will. But yeah, I'm excited for today because it is all about the Emmy-nominated show, Indian Matchmaking, which is back for season two. Better than ever. Since its release, the docu-series about matchmaking that highlights Indian culture, both in India and in the United States, has become somewhat of a social media phenomenon. And a lot of people attribute its success to a lot of its cringeworthy uh, approach. I wouldn't even say it's approach. It's just dating is cringeworthy in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's more family involved, so it's even more cringeworthy. And of course, with their tough talking um, aunt figure who is the matchmaker of all matchmakers, Seema. And she's like the center of the show. And then we see all of these other couples dating, people dating, even Aparna, who we talked to later in the show, who worked with Seema at one time and no longer does and is trying different methods of dating. I loved it. I love watching people date because then it means that I'm not dating. I'm not having to deal with the awkwardness in real life. Yes. You know, watching this, it just really pretty much cemented that dating is pretty much the same for everybody and everywhere in a lot of different cultures. You know, there's always just an awkward period of getting to know someone new, whether the time's short, whether it's long, whatever. Getting to know someone and preparing yourself for marriage is hard. Yeah. It's I mean, tough. you know. And, yeah, exactly. I know. Okay, I had to go on TV just like these yeah. people um, and find my match. And you didn't even get to um, see his face. At least they got to I know, see a I picture. Didn't get to, at least these people get to meet him in person and stuff like that. For me and Cam, <laughs> it was sight unseen. Um, but uh, yeah, it was. I love watching people date. I love watching people fall in love. And like you said, Chris, is also something about watching People struggle on dates because it makes you feel better about your own dating life and struggles that you're having with love and stuff like that. It's like, oh, so everybody goes through this. Okay. Relatable. The thing is, like watching it, I'm like actually a little more inspired because I'm like, look at how awkward and terrible this is going. Um, (laughs) And they're both still alive. Like they leave the restaurant and they're both still alive. So Mm -hmm. I need to get back on the horse. No pun intended. Um, Have you ever been matched? up with someone before like to go set up on a date not really and like i've had friends that'll be like you have to meet my friend uh steve he's so amazing and i'm like how many gay people do you know is steve the only <laughs> gay person that you know is that why and then right. nine times out of ten they'll like, talk about him and i'm like yeah so no we have literally nothing in common he <laughs> sounds common. terrible <laughs> um but So, no, I've never been actually on, like, a matchmaking date. But I would, especially now. As I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? I'll try anything. So, did you... You sound a lot like the people on the show. Did you do (laughs) a lot, any, like, blind dates or anything before you met Um, Cam? You know what? I feel like back when I was younger, because it was always that situation where it's like your friend was dating someone, but he had a friend, so he brought his friend. So, you know, the friends are matching up the friends. So I did that once and it didn't, it was like weird and awkward. Like if you don't think the guy is really cute, but then you're kind of stuck there because you've already agreed to be on the date or if there's really no spark, it's just like, ooh, how do I exit out of this gracefully? (laughs) Which is hard to do. Oh, 100%. It also, I saw that, I think it was on like a Housewives, they did that where they brought a friend Mm -hmm. and she just like hated like, I think he I'm ordered like one for the team she ordered like like a $40 glass of wine and he was like do you guys have Sprite and uh or, and like orange <laughs> juice or something? like there was things where she was just like it's not for me right it's but not gonna work I didn't realize that in India there's a divorce rate of 1.1 percent that is tiny and obviously arranged marriage is very common there 
and Indians usually only date one person like fully so they'll go on dates with people but they don't like date like we date where it'll be like five years of (laughs) is he actually dinner dates yeah into me or not um and that's it's funny you say that Chris because that's another element of this show that I loved watching I know that we kind of talked about Seema who you know who we've described as the auntie like character because she definitely reminded me of some of my aunties okay but just her saying like so there's nothing that you guys have in common. You think he's cute. Why are you staying? You're wasting his time. You're yeah. wasting your time. You're wasting my time. Let's move on. It's like, God, we all need somebody like seeing oh, okay, in our lives to tell us, like, what are you doing? Where she's like, what you'll get you maybe 60% of what you're looking for. If it's more than 60%, then you're an idiot not to date them. And I also <laughs> loved when anyone was like, you know, good looks are, like, important to me. And she would just start shaking her head and be like... like no. <laughs> <laughs> or the one girl... Who dates the um, 26-year-old, and I think she's, like, 33. Oh, right. And Mm -hmm. Seema's like, it's not going to work. He's too young. It's not going to work. Don't do it. And not but the next day, she has proven very correct. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about that? Like, do you have a list that you've written out, first off, of, like, your dream person? No, I don't. I think I'm very, like, open. I think what I'm looking for is kind of, like, my not exact opposite but like kind of opposite mm-hmm. where like someone that foils me someone that's like i don't i don't need somebody who wants to be on camera or somebody that's like you know like i want a nice tech guy that's what i want there you someone go. that'll be Someone's like quiet i'll fix that i can be like babe my camera's not working and he'll fix that <laughs> and then he'll be like i don't know how you get on camera that's so brave and i'm like i know that's the vibe that I'm looking for. That sounds a lot like me and Kim, actually. That's very... Listen, maybe very, I have to go on Love is Blind and... Uh, right? ...find my own gay version hey, of we, Kim. we keep campaigning for Love is Blind in a circle. We're going to get you on one of those shows, Chris. One yeah. of those shows. Well, speaking of Love is Blind, it's been yeah, a little hot in the it. press uh, recently because mm-hmm. our dear Vanessa Lachey... Um, who, let me be clear, great host on the show. I think she's amazing. Uh, In an interview with Insider, when asked about why there isn't much body diversity on the show, she said, uh, and I quote, their whole life they've been so insecure about being themselves because of this crazy swipe generation that we are in and this catfishing world that we're in that they're so afraid to be themselves. Um, Basically, and then goes on to say that uh, a lot of them don't make it past the pod stage of the experiment because they feel insecure and don't have enough time to make meaningful connections. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, Lord. Listen, I have Does a lot wanna, to say. Yeah. I have a lot to say on this, <laughs> but just like semantics wise, when like the insecurity would really start arising past the pod stage <laughs> because the pod stage is when it's like, all right, they can't see me. Th-. Like, I, obviously, if this is her argument, it would not come right there. Right, um, you can't even see me. Also, putting one person that's plus size in a sea of 20 and then saying this is the bi- body diversity and then, mm-hmm. like, it's just not... Go- if there's 19 uh, thin people and one... Uh, plus size person they're going to you know it's not the same you got to balance some shit out and most of the country is not the standard that we see on reality tv and this is not just a problem on love is blind obviously this is a problem more so even across the board i don't i can't think of any really plus size reality people especially in like a dating kind of show and as someone that's plus size, I think it's time we change that. Okay, we're out here mm-hmm. and we are confident because people have been saying we shouldn't be for our entire lives. But I, yes. anyway, I'll, uh, very, I'll stop very my Very well put. Snaps. I agree Thank with you. everything you said, Chris. Like, yeah, I just, you know, I feel like the way to solve this is by giving Chris his own dating show. Like, I love New York. <laughs> Oh my you know, god. I feel like that's the way to just re recorrect this whole situation. It'll be about the same as I love New York, where it's like <laughs> my final two, 12 pack and uh chance. <laughs> which 
12 facts. You know, before we before we get into our topic of Indian matchmaking today, mm-hmm. it needs to be reminded that the guy that came in second on I Love New York, uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what his name was. He was like the lawyer. He went to Harvard. Was- He's currently oh, married to... Um, uh, he was like the big buff guy, right? Yes. And he had like is he the one that dated Jennifer? Married Hudson? to Jennifer Hudson. Yeah, married Jennifer Hudson. God, what was his? Was it Punk? Punk was, yes. His his name on the show. His real name is okay. Like yeah, yeah. David, I think, or something. But yeah, David. David. Yeah, he's married to Jennifer Hudson now. Isn't that insane? And hoops <laughs> that one flavor of love dated. I don't mm-hmm. think she is anymore. But for a long she time, was real. dating Shaq. Yeah. So. Listen, wow. come on my dating show. Maybe you'll end up with an EGOT winner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that's classic TV. Yeah, but we need to make that happen, okay? We need a dating show. Yeah, with, listen. With or just a show, and then other people will see it and be like, I wonder mm. if he's single. <laughs> see? I like It can that. be about anything. Don't worry. I'll sneak in that I'm single on anything. I could be your sassy friend that comes on the show and judges people. Oh, I like that. You can be my, <laughs> you can make the selection. You can be the ma- uh, the SEMA. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, you know, now that we've uh, discussed the show and our show, your yeah. show, let's actually talk about Indian matchmaking and let's get into that. So if you guys have never heard of this show, let me kind of give you guys a little background. So the show follows Mumbai's top matchmaker, Seema, as she arranges marriages for people in India and across the diaspora. In the first season, which premiered back in July of 2020, uh, Seema's clients included Aparna, who's going to be on the show today. You know, she really fought against the idea of changing for love, which I can relate. You know, why change? Be yourself. Have them accept you for you. Um, also on this season, we see Nadia, who's a New Jersey-based wedding planner. And we also see Pradaman Malu, who's a jewelry designer based in Mumbai, and he meets his lovely wife, Ashima, who we also have on the show. Um, I didn't realize that Nadia was a wedding planner until now. I must have missed somewhere along. That makes things even worse and harder. (laughs) I know, right? Oh, my God. It really does. But the new season dropped on the 10th. And while season one did not result in any marriages, season two definitely did. I'm back. (laughs) Well, we definitely need your help. I'm there to help people. In the past, matchmaking was easy. But it has become tough for me. For some clients, since years I'm working, and still they are unmarried. Namaste. Namaste. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And when they come to me, they have a lot of criteria. They want everything. Probably just like cute, nice smile. She would be five foot eight. She would be loyal. Would have to get along with my dog. If the guy has a tattoo, that's a huge plus. If someone has enough hair to do a man bun, great. I'm ovo-lacto-semi-vegetarian. I don't do a magical wish with a want. I'm done with the life I thought I wanted. Challenges are an opportunity to learn. It's like the Hallmark card I never asked to get. After you've binged your way through all eight episodes of season two, you can prepare for even more matchmaking ahead because Netflix did renew the show for a third season. Um, Which is so exciting. So we don't know when that's going to be out, but they did say this a while back. Um, And I'm excited to... To see, A, how, especially after interviewing the couple, um, I'm excited to see season three because they're like a power couple. And I'm excited to see if Aparna does end up, you know, finding her, the guy that's been orbiting her, according to her, uh, her astrologist. But. I think, like, uh, if you're into 90 Day Fiance, Married at First Sight, Love is Blind, The Bachelor, any dating, really, mm-hmm. show, you F-Boy like Island. Um, yeah, if you like seeing people date and feel awkward, it's iconic. <laughs> um, should we get into our first, our first interview today? Because we have two. Um, all right, guys. So jewelry entrepreneur Pradaman Malu enjoys experimenting with cooking. He dishes up on the first season of Indian matchmaking uh, like a miso paneer. Amazing Indian food. It all went viral after the release of the show. And this season opens. He's opening his own restaurant. He has met his now wife, Ashima Chauhan, 
at a party and which is crazy because he went through a ton of of people trying to date with the matchmaker 150 plus as a matter of fact i mean they went they <laughs> went met at a party noticed each other's good style they're both really good looking they both dress amazing uh and ashima says that the two of them are like kids together and he makes her feel 16 again i would kill to feel 16 again so guys please welcome ashima and pradaman Thank you, I'm so excited to talk to Praduman and Ashima. Loved you guys on the show. Congratulations on your wedding and being married. Woo, woo, woo. Marriage life, right? <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump right into the question. So Praduman, uh, in our interview, you said that you were approached by the executive director of Indian Matchmaking. So why did you decide to do the show? What made you agree to do it? Uh, at that time in my life, I was uh, I was single. And uh, I was very uh, fairly open to try new things. And I remember very well that, you know, uh, Smithy had come and she's like, you know, we're doing something like that. Would you be interested in, uh, you know, being a part of it? And I was like, uh, you know, what is the downside? Like, why <laughs> not? Uh, you know, uh, it, it, is, uh, it is very interesting. And uh, it was an all completely new way for me to actually, you know, like... Uh, approach uh, dating in my life. I'm speaking of dating, Ashima in America obviously dating is shifted to this terrible casual dating environment. What are the main dating customs in India? It's I think it's very similar to America like yeah, if you have to it's, ask. Dating it's is not uh, very similar Indianized. everywhere. So. Uh, uh, yes, there is one way where uh, you know like you have a formal introduction by parents. Uh, but I think it's that even in America, like, you know, uh, it's not as, uh, let's just say, serious as uh, how it is in India, but uh, parents introducing you to, like, the near and dear ones. No, but I think it's it's not important just to be parents. Friends introduce you to someone. Maybe your aunt is introducing you to someone. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Relative I'm just right. trying to uh, give some clarity to your sentence. But uh, dating globally is... Uh, People like to be casual, so it's there's it's in India as well. Yeah, I definitely noticed that watching the show. I was just like, these are just like you know regular dates. It's people meeting each other. It's awkward silences. It's... Yeah, people are just as nervous to meet the parents. Yeah, so it's like you know, it's dating is the same everywhere. Always the same for <laughs> all of us, right? We are meeting people and that it's all nerve wracking. Absolutely. <laughs> so. Now, Praduman, you famously rejected 150 biodatas before agreeing to go on a date. Um, and then on the show, you said that you got serious with Ashima after a couple of months. So aside from her amazing style, okay, we know that she's beautiful. Uh, what initially caught your attention with Ashima? So I think what got her attention, I think it was her jovial uh, nature. She's extremely positive. She is always joking around, making the uh, environment light. And I think I needed much of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she balances you out. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, uh, what's important is that once you are at home and you have someone who loves you uh, and, you know, you're just happy around them and, like lifestyle just sim seems like a little more simpler and easier and like more happier. So I think uh, that was uh, that was a streak which was going on for quite some bit. And uh, yes, <laughs> you guys are so cute. <laughs> Ashima, had you been using a matchmaker as well when you met Pradiman? Uh No, and uh, I had no bio data as well. So when Pradiman and I got serious, the first question that he asked me was. Uh, <laughs> Send your biodata. I was like, what is that? He's like, you don't have a biodata? So in, in India, we call it Kundli, where we uh, match the qualities. So more than 17 qualities should match, and then you can get married. This And I I had think of that sort. I was like, dude, uh, I'm not into all of this. So he just, yeah, I had no biodata. Is it, is it uncommon to not use a matchmaker? In, in India? Yes, it is not something which is uh, like something that everyone does. Mm. Uh, because uh, as I said, a matchmaker is just a professional help, right? Uh, where a person is dedicatedly trying to 
uh, make you meet like-minded people. Uh, but the same, the same thing is done by parents, by friends, by relatives. Everyone does the same thing. A matchmaker, is someone. Who does it out of who just the get duty? Paid. Yeah, who just out of get duty. Paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get paid to link you with someone, while friends and family just kind of say, "Hey, is this person?" And they enter themselves in your business for free. <laughs> <laughs> I think quite a lot of uh, responsibilities there on the matchmaker's side as well, because you know it's their duty to actually uh, mitigate the differences which arrive when two people are meeting. Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're very critical. They, it's not that you know. It's just like uh, okay, this one and this one go together. Like they have to work their way in making the relationship work out. Yeah, I love the idea of a matchmaker. I mean, it it seems watching the show like it makes it easier to actually see what you're looking for as opposed to having to go through all these different people today. Of course, you did that prior to doing the matchmaking, so it's kind of like you got the best of both worlds. I think you can, do, you, can you should uh, explore all the options which is there, right? And you never know if you're meeting someone on the road also by chance also. It's just uh, what's written in destiny will happen, it's like that. That's right. When you're destined, you're destined. Amen. Now, a friend described the two of you as a creative couple. So, Ashima, we saw you sing a bit on the show, which took some guts. I was like, yes, sing. Yeah. Sing for your future man. Um, so what other similarities do you two share? What else do you have in common? Uh, both of us are very passionate to, towards our work and career. One, we are passionate lovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. Okay. It's always going to be a passionate love. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I think, uh, I mean, there, there are many similarities. We like uh, to travel. We like to read. We, uh, we, we like to watch movies. Uh, we like to, like little, little things are also very similar. We like to eat same kind of food. Then we like same kind of people. We hate people. <laughs> So do you have any belief in the idea that opposites attract? Do you think you have way more in common than you do uh, different? I think uh, opposites attract. And uh, even I think uh, people with similar likes also attract. Like things sometimes, there are certain things that are similar, there are certain things which are opposite, right? Uh, so you just mitigate the differences. It's always with that. No, I have a better answer. Listen, I sing and he doesn't know how to sing. Opposites? <laughs> Right? If both of us would have been singing, oh. who will listen? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I don't. I don't want to marry anyone that also sings. I gotta be the singer in the house. Yeah, he lets you have your spotlight, and he enjoys, you know, being the audience yeah. and cheering you on. That's always a good balance. I'm just like one more, one more. <laughs> Okay, now Ashima, now you seem genuinely surprised when you got engaged. So. How did you feel about, you know, getting engaged on a reality show? What was the whole experience like? Um, did you ever imagine that you would get engaged on television? <laughs> so, uh, since my childhood, I always wanted my wedding. Like, all those big, big dreams, you know? The world should know that I, I'm getting married, this and that. But obviously, that time, I didn't know it'll happen. It's just a dream as a child. And then it just did. I was like, dude, my manifestation was really strong. Um, speaking of, Pradaman, you talk about on the show how hard it is to plan a wedding in India. And I think we know that Indian weddings are way more um, complex than traditional American weddings. But for people that may not, what are some of the Indian wedding traditions? Uh, so uh, an Indian wedding generally ranges like from... Uh, two to three days and uh, uh, like basically uh, the people who are coming uh, for the wedding they are obviously uh, near and dear ones but uh, in India kind of we uh, call the extended families as well so our guest list is generally uh, slightly uh, uh, it happens to be slightly bigger uh, and managing that guest list also sometimes gets I'm talking about a traditional Indian wedding okay there are uh, there are places where there is above average and there's below average. I'm just talking about an average Indian wedding. Uh, so there are a lot of functions and traditions that we have. Uh, so generally they start the wedding with, let's say, going to the temple, praying to the gods. Then we have like one function where 
uh, we are uh, kind of uh, you know protecting putting like uh, turmeric over our body so it kind of protects us from the evil or like so much of attention that you get during the wedding and it gives us good health this glowing skin glowing skin as well hey man <laughs> talk about and, what's important uh, <laughs> <laughs> i can do that <laughs> and uh, then uh, yeah then obviously we start with the festival uh, festivals right where uh, people are generally like there's a sangeet people are coming they dance singing singing dancing. the relatives come they are performing for you and like we are dancing with them and now we have like this after party the dj and the singers coming in through and everyone having a great time and then the next day is actually a very interesting uh, uh function you know it's it's basically uh, the mom's uh, uh, the the uh, guy the guy his mom's side actually bring in the first clothes and the first uh, things as you know like to wish them good luck uh, for the wedding and yeah so that's like a very emotional thing that happens and uh, they give the first clothes they give like uh, you know like their blessings that you know one more member of the family is increasing so it's like a big beautiful function that we have that time and then we have like a wedding in which also there are like multiple things that happen like it's an hour of more than an hour long thing uh, so it's very interesting i think it's very culturally uh, diverse and it's got a lot of elements that's the best yeah. part about it well your wedding was absolutely uh gorgeous i mean beautiful it was so beautiful so congratulations again yeah, on that. that thank you i love that a celebration for a couple days with family you know celebrating love friends dancing singing it sounds amazing so how important do you feel um that Indian representation is on mainstream platforms do you feel like you would like to see more or I think it's increasing uh, on a healthy rate. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Asian uh, uh, the Asian community itself is uh, becoming more acceptable all over the world, and uh, people really enjoy seeing different uh, different uh, you know uh, cultures, cultures, yeah. ethnicities, and things that is happening around the world. Now people want mm-hmm. to not only be like you know this is what I know and these are the people I know. they want to see that what is beyond their borders they want to see that you know what is how people are living at different parts of the world and it's obviously thanks to the internet and the internet of things that you know we all have such a, a diverse uh, mindset about you know what is happening uh, uh, let's say in indonesia to what is happening in america uh, it's beautiful that how we all are connected and we all want to know each other much better I agree 100%. I I love watching your story and your wedding and congrats to the both of you. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, before we let you guys go, I know it's very late where you are, so thank you so much for joining us from India. I mean, you know, in what other world would we be able to? But before we let you go, what is next for the both of you? <laughs> what is next? <laughs> I think uh, you want to answer that. ट्रैवलोटी <laughs> Yeah. we want to grow in this cup like we want to set ourselves as couples in at least for a couple of more years sure. guys what's next i'll tell you we are just trying to do more shows <laughs> in future yeah. <laughs> very honest person listen <laughs> manifest like, it you manifest exactly, everything else exactly you're the queen of manifesting speak it into existence you know yeah, so i'm an actor i took an off because of my wedding and now i told my husband both of us have to go and be on screen you be ready to go on set and shoot with me i'm i'm those what i've more yeah i'm forcing her that you know we can go more underwater and we can scuba dive in different places and she's telling me that okay you need to be more on screen more on screen and you do not think right see it's that balance give and take in marriage that's what it's all about they make under <laughs> they make waterproof cameras now 
<laughs> Good idea, Chris. Good you'll idea. be a you'll be a power couple. We're very excited to see what season three has to to hold. Lovely to <laughs> have a conversation with both you, Chris and Lauren. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. Congrats again. Thank, thank, you, so thank you so much. Have a nice day, guys. Oh, I loved them so much. That made me want to be married and have a They're so cute. They're so so cute, cute and extravagant. I love an extravagant couple. That wedding was everything. But now, guys, please welcome fan favorite Aparna Shurakramani. She was a 35-year-old lawyer from Houston. She's no longer a lawyer because she's a star and has rocketed and is amazing. But she is back this season sharing more of her journey to find love. And the plot twist is that she's not working with the matchmaker Seema anymore. And since the show's release, a partner in her sound bites, her memes, every single one have become a major fixture. Now, she's blatant about her likes, which include, you know, traveling abroad, not needing to see her husband all the yeah. time. She's I a woman of the world. I'd be tired of Cam. Okay. <laughs> and also her dislikes, which are uh, beach vacations, spectator sports, and children at weddings. Kids at weddings can be mad annoying. Though, I so think I, I feel you want to. I agree. Partner. I think kids at weddings. <laughs> here's what this is how you deal with kids at weddings. They if they're very close, they're only invited if they're very close. I'm talking like this is your nephew, not not nephew, but like if this is your full nephew. They come. They stay until the dinner is over and then the babysitter takes them home. Exactly. Then they leave. They then go. They leave. Because <laughs> nothing ruins a dance floor like some kids on the dance floor. I'll tell you that much. Oh, God. Or just screaming, crying babies when you're trying to be drunk at a wedding reception. Amen. Damn Don't it. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dang. But, you know, Aparna is very unapologetic about her standards and, you know, specifically her desire. She wants what she wants. And but, you know, what she doesn't want is uh, men with senses of humor or podcasts. Need not apply. If you have a podcast or you're funny. But let me apply. be very clear. If <laughs> what she's saying here, because this would offend Lauren and I, um, men mm-hmm. with senses of humor or podcasts. But. <laughs> There are a lot of people have podcasts that they're like, I have a podcast. And I'm like, I'm sure you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so everyone doesn't need a podcast. Not career podcasters. And we will make that clear, Aparna, because we know that you love us. And please welcome Aparna Shirakramani. Aparna, girl, hello. We're so happy to have you on the show. So let's just get into the questions. I have a lot to ask you. So... When we see you for the first time this season, you talk about how you were a little angry that life didn't give you what you wanted and that you're grieving the loss of the plan that you have for yourself. First and foremost, so relatable. I know. Okay. There's you a ton brought of a tear to my eye. So much the same way, right? We can relate. So <laughs> are there tips that you can share for anyone who might be having a hard time with dating? And let's be honest, girl, that's, that's most people. Okay. Yeah. But I think it was... It was about life, though. I think for me, it was obviously a catalyst that the show happened. But for so many of us, you know, starting from 2020 on, we've been in our own little bubbles, reevaluating, you know, what what moves us in this world, what aligns with us, like what, you know, brings us actual joy. And I think that so many of us had to let go of the life that we thought we had to live. Um, and that's not easy. And I was being very honest about that for me, you know, about all the stages of grief, which I'm not actually sure what they are, but they were all there, yeah. every single <laughs> one of them. And, and anger was one of it. Like I, I had envisioned, um, you know, by this age, I would be married. All my friends in Houston are married. They're all on their second or third kid right now. They all literally have white picket fences and, and that's not going to be my life. And, and I have to accept that. And, um, I also then have to go through the phases of that grief and then emerge thinking, now what? And I think that's what the viewer sees on season two. You know, you meet me in that moment where I'm asking, well, now what does my life look like? And what does my life look like on my terms? Because um, once you let go of what you thought, uh, you now have the that moment and that space to breathe and actually create something that you really want. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And I think especially with COVID, it's just like an unheard of dating thing especially for people in our age bracket where it's like uh you know the major dating years and like cuffing season and stuff so i i really felt 
exactly what you were saying, especially I'm in the same situation. I'm from upstate originally. So like all of my friends from home have multiple kids now and like uh, own their houses and everything. And I'm like, well, yeah, you just have to exactly, I guess, emerge like a phoenix from the ashes of what you thought you were going to have and take control of your life. Rewrite your story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. in love. That's in love. That's in work. That's in our social lives. I think Everything. a lot of people moved. There's been a lot of transitions and um, I just want to be very honest about them and then also embrace them and, and show the viewers that we we can all do this together. I think it's a moment for so many of us to re-envision our lives as we knew it. 100%. And speaking of taking control of your life, we are obsessed with your first date rule being no longer than an hour and a half. Um, (laughs) why did you settle on an hour and a half as your time limit? And what are some other boundaries you have? I'm, I'm learning. I'm going to write these down for myself. (laughs) Get your notes ready. Well, it it used to be 55 minutes. So look, I'm growing and evolving guys. Um, (laughs) you know, from season one to season two, that's like an extra 35 minutes. I'm going, uh, yeah. Um, I think that for me, it, it's about really checking in nowadays about how the person's making me feel. Mm. And I think before I wasn't so clued into that being the most important thing or the core of what I'm looking for. But like, do I feel heard by them? Do I feel good around them? Um, am I interested in learning more about them? Like when they walk away from me on that first date, do I want to like stop them and be like, wait, I had so many more questions for you. Or am I like, no, nah, I'm good. Like you can go away and I have no more questions for you. Um, I think that's like the things that I'm kind of using myself as my boundaries, but it's also like my guidelines to to really doing that that gut check on who the person is and whether or not, you know, we can build something in the future. Do you ever think when it's about to hit the hour and a half, like I wish that I could go longer or I guess that would be the positive sign, right? Yeah, that would be the the sign that we want to go on a second date if he feels the same way, obviously. Um, so you see me go, um, I think. Yeah. I think you see me go on two dates. We do, season. we do. Um, okay. Um, so you see me go on two dates a season, and it's because by the end of, you know, date one and um, Daman's visit to New York, I wanted to know more about him. And I think that he had a lot of awesome qualities. Um, the astrologer said, you know, we might get into a few hiccups, but I was willing to explore it because that gut check of those things I just said, they they were there that day. Like I felt hurt. I felt good around him. I think he's a positive person. He's ambitious in so many ways with his brokerage company and his work is so important to him. These are great qualities and he appreciated the same things in me. And I thought that appreciation for me and uh, the one that I had for him was full of respect. And that was really important to me. I wanted to see him again. That's yeah, that's awesome. That really reminds me of a lot of like when I did Love is Blind, I kind of have the same mindset going into it. Like okay, when I first go into these dates, if I don't feel a connection, like why even keep entertaining it? It's like next. And I feel like that's kind of the same adaptation that you have. Like if I don't feel good, if I don't feel energized after this date, like paying attention to those feelings while you're on the date is so important because so many of us will ignore it just because they look good or they're attractive or this and that when that's the stuff that really like matters. So Yes, yeah, what you just said really that. resonates. Like that energy thing, you got to check in. Mm-hmm. Did that person just drain you or did you feel like more energy when you left yeah. them? Because we can't be sitting on a couch for the next 40 years with someone who drained us on date one. Right? <laughs> or I can't. No. I don't know. Maybe it. some people can. No. I <laughs> yeah. think some people can and I don't understand how it's possible, but tell me like, your you're secret. You're not that cute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Aparna, in the show, we see that Seema shows a photo of your face to a face reader. And the face reader says the following, thinks that you're a spirited girl, but you're very stubborn, headstrong, self-willed. She's the boss of her own. Yeah, that's like a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, this sounds great. Uh, I... I want to gift that description to every woman I know. I feel like we would all be a whole lot more empowered if the world treated us as if we were those people um, instead of people who had to maybe adjust, compromise, and uh, wait for a match to come along that maybe wants us, even if we don't want them. So, you know, um, preach on, face reader, you know, keep, keep telling it how it is. Um, yes. I would love to see all women be their own boss and and take over their lives and have agency over what their lives look like. I think that's awesome. 
I love that. Yeah. Why is it such a bad thing when a woman's headstrong and self-willed? Like, why do people think that that's a negative thing? Like, that's good. She she has her own mind. She knows what she wants. When he said she, she's a spirited girl, but I was like, it's that's an and. She's a spirited girl and she's very yeah. stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> Those go together. They complement each other. Well, thankfully, I'm not marrying the face reader, so he does not. <laughs> That's true. He, his, his opinion on me does not matter, so. Well, he also <laughs> says, after marriage, her life will become more peaceful and spiritual. She has a bright future. Her life will be calm in the future. And also, that marriage with Jay is a possibility. What do you mm. think about that? Um, will his fiance like that? <laughs> because he's suddenly <laughs> engaged to a lovely woman who I know and like a lot. <laughs> well, let's hope that she's not listening because now she's going to yeah. constantly be like, that face reader, Aparna's going to take my man. It's going to be in the back of her head now, like, but the face reader said. No, Stephanie and Jay have a bright, beautiful future together, and I'm so excited for them. Well, he also mm-hmm. called you stubborn, so listen, um, yeah. we yeah. can't so, trust it's it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> so on the show, we also see that you visit an astrologer, um, mm-hmm. and the astrologer tells you that your person is orbiting you, and that you may mm-hmm. have already like known them, or you pass them on the street. Um, has mm-hmm. anything that this astrologer told you proven to be true? You know, Sophie's um, been really, really accurate. I am good friends with her. So she's my astrologer and now Mm -hmm. one of my best friends. And um, we have traveled the world together. And um, she has always been spot on. So if he's in my orbit, I trust her. Uh, My eyes and my ears are open. um, And I have a, a good hope about this year. I, I love that idea. I always think I'm like, what if I already swiped left on my... Uh, <laughs> my to be husband, and I never get to yeah. swipe again. Um, <laughs> speaking of swiping, you have said that you weren't satisfied with the matchmaking experience, but that you would do the show again in a heartbeat. What made the experience of being on the show so valuable for you? Um, for me, it was an opportunity to share my story. You know, I got tens of thousands of DMs after season one of women and men who were so inspired by me sharing my life. And when I got the opportunity to do that again, I thought, yeah, but I'm going to do it on my terms. Like, I am not going to use a matchmaker that doesn't align with my values. So I, you know, don't work with Seema this season. But I believe that matchmaking is bigger than a matchmaker. You touched on it with Pradhaman and Ashima that matchmaking is, you know, our aunts and our our cousins and our friends and our social network. And that is a big part of the South Asian culture of many cultures, in fact. And so this season, I hope the viewer taps into that, that, you know, Daman and I were matchmade also, but by someone who I felt was really on my team and someone who respected me, the matchmaker, um, you know, was someone that wanted the best for me, wanted the best for them and really listened to us, really cheered us on and really was invested in our happiness, which um, I didn't get before, but really got the season. So I think it was a beautiful experience for me to to have that opportunity to kind of try the whole thing again and and do it more on my terms. Yeah, I loved that you this season. I thought I like thinking about it now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess you never did work with the matchmaker. Like I forgot that you didn't even because you're still putting yourself out there and doing other things and seeing the astrologer. So I do think that, yeah, your story is very interesting, uh, especially this season. Yeah. And I, and I want to make it very clear that it was just my personal choice. You know, it's no one else's choice. Everyone else obviously made a choice to work with her again. But like, I think so many women of color also need to see another woman draw a boundary and say like, what doesn't work for me isn't going to be entering my life. And that's just, um, that's just my way of living and I want to be strong about it. And um, it's difficult sometimes to say that, you know, if you're feeling pressure in any aspect of any decision or boundary you draw, but um, it was important for me to do that. And I'm really excited about the matchmaking experience I had uh, in season two. And I hope the viewer sees that, that in its own way, it was a beautiful matchmaking experience. (laughs) I love that. And I love a woman who just doesn't settle like you want to find your happiness and you're not stopping till you find your happiness and kudos to you for that now on the show we also saw that you said fingers crossed for a wedding in an unknown location to an unknown man we feel that so (laughs) what's going on with your dating life now like get us up to date who's who's in your world who's orbiting (laughs) your world i don't know if the viewer sees this 
I haven't seen season two, so I don't know what the viewer sees, but um, the guy finds me. Um, everyone has been very clear about that. All the, um, you know, the astrologer was clear about that. He comes to me from my career. So I thought that was a great opportunity um, from the universe to say like, hey, focus on your career and the guy will appear. Um, I think so many times we think we have to do all these things to find the perfect person, but sometimes we just have to live a life where we're happy and joyful and growing that life. And that kind of leaves the space for, you know, a great partner to walk in. And so I'm focusing on so many things in my career that are making me so happy that I can't imagine that a guy won't find me in this spot. And if he mm-hmm. finds you, yeah, through your career, then he already appreciates your career and knows how important that is to you. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And my career is something about me that's changing right now. It's evolving every day. And I kind of need to keep that flexibility and have someone that's excited about that. Some people don't love that, you know, and I want to meet a person that does love that about me. And it's going to be a special guy. Yeah, 100%. I listen, I got to talk to the astrologer, too. Um, (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) Um, Okay, are you ready to play a quick game before we let you go? Yes. Okay, so it's pretty easy. It's two truths and a lie, but this is a version. So we're going, we, Lauren posted on her Instagram asking for matchmaking, uh, dating stories, stories, yeah. uh, okay. nightmares, if you will. So <laughs> two of them are true and one of them are a lie. So we're going to do a couple okay. sets. You have to guess which one is the lie. Okay, ready. All right, Lauren, you want to do the first one? Um, sure. Okay, so the first one is liar truth let's see uh says guy laughed so hard he spat in my face <laughs> snot came fast out of his nose and spilled his drink on my pants that's someone's oh on his story. pants i think it's a dating oh, on his nightmare pants. oh on his pants he spilled okay he laughed so hard that he spat in her face and then snot came out and he spilled his drink and landed on his pants yeah that's quite a first it's a dating nightmare. <laughs> first matchmaking yeah um Okay, truth or truth or lie. Well, I guess these are two or again. I'm um, yeah. I'm also reading these, being like, which one's the lie again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a friend hooked us up, dated, and got married in six months. Been happily married for nine years. Or my blind date's parents showed up and sat at a nearby table during our first dinner. I'm gonna say the lies. The parents. Wow. Yes. Wow. She didn't even have to think about it, folks. (laughs) She didn't even flinch, you guys. She just knew. See, but you're a lawyer, right, Aparna? I was. I quit two years ago. I'm a recovering attorney, as I like to say. She still got those skills. I was about to say, she's got those lawyer (laughs) skills. She knows a lie when she hears one, okay? Yeah. (laughs) I'm the detective in the front group. I'm like, what was that? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Okay. My daughter, 21, just got married last month, met the guy six months ago. Didn't touch, they didn't touch until the wedding. It was a blind date set up, but they totally chose that they wanted each other. They're very happy. And so they waited until they got married to be intimate. Um, My grandparents played cards with my now husband's grandparents. 25 years later, we're still married. That's beautiful. Um, beautiful. My date had a severe allergic reaction at dinner and we ended up at the ER. Uh, the first one, who gets married at 21? That is true. You know who gets married mm-hmm. at 21? People that are waiting to have sex until marriage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every, I saw that Maddie Prue just got engaged. That makes sense. <laughs> every couple I know that gets married, yeah. again, I grew up upstate, so couples that got married, like, very young, were mm-hmm. almost always very, like, religious and didn't... But those were all really normal... Like I know the lie is, I think, a plot line in the Will Smith Eva Mendes movie Hitch. Oh, <laughs> the the yeah, date I having mean, a yeah, severe allergic is. reaction. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, all, all right. right. So we have one last set of stories. Here we go. So first story: my friend did a long. Her friend did matchmaking a long time ago, and the guy ended up being a stalker. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Second story: the girl I got matched with revealed. That she was actually a lesbian and begged me not to tell her parents. Okay, interesting. Third story. A friend set me up with a mutual co-worker. We dated for about eight months and broke up in a Chili's. Wow. Ooh, I don't know what's just worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I was going to say. I would say the first one is the lie. The- the first one you picked, which was about the guy being a stalker, that's actually the truth. Someone did meet someone and they ended up being a stalker. The lie was that the girl got matched and revealed that she was a lesbian yeah. on the first date. I so bet that that's was a someone's lie. But truth. the other two were truth. But yeah, you won like, for three. Someone somewhere. <laughs> someone somewhere is like, did somebody submit that on my behalf? <laughs> You're one for three. So, but you still did yeah. a good job because those those stories, dating can go any which way. So they all could have yes. been lies, they all could have been truths. Amen. Yes. Nothing is unbelievable when it comes to dating stories. Exactly. No, the stalker one, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I know several people that this happened to. <laughs> that happened to, right. That's me. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Aparna, thank you so much for being here. Where can our listeners find you? You're such an icon and mm-hmm. you're a big follower. I am on social media. I'm on Instagram at Aparna Shawakramani. I just started TikTok. I'm like a geriatric millennial. Oh, so I started yes. it last month. I love it, guys. I'm Are trying you so also- and stuff. Recently, I'm I'm trying to get back into tick like get into TikTok Ooh, too. Get into TikTok. <laughs> I like love it. You can just like hop on there and say whatever you want. I'm yeah. like Instagram needs to go this way. So I'm also on TikTok if they want to find me there. I'm a little more unfiltered there, so <laughs> they could enjoy that part or they That's could the not. Fun spot, I don't know. TikTok. <laughs> That's the fun spot. So it's also my name at Parnash Wakramani. Can you believe no one took those usernames? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my. Can you believe it? I had to go with Fat Carrie Bradshaw because Chris Burns is such a popular name. I had uh, oh. no other option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no. I I had many options, but my name was always available. So, <laughs> well, like Chris said, you are an icon, Aparna, and we loved having you on the you. show. And thank you for sharing your story and encouraging women not to settle and men. You know, do you? Yes, we love all it. of them. Every single person should live yes. life on their terms. So, yes. Amen. do more thank of you. it and share th- share the stories too because they're important. Yes, we want to hear them. Thank yes. you. Yes, thank you guys. Ah. Uh. Aparna is as iconic um, to talk to as I thought she would be. She really is. I love a woman who just stands on her own and just, you know, is unapologetic about it. A hundred percent. And also I've been like trying to get more into astrology stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel, I read like down to my birthday and I do feel like it really applies to me. And mm. so we'll see. T- okay. what's, what's your sign real quick just so Taurus. you know in case anyone's listening a Taurus okay I'm a Taurus yes okay. April so we're gonna put that out there um all right guys well this was such a great episode and I- I'm so excited for everyone to watch the show if you haven't already and if you have we definitely will talk to you when season three is out but until then send us your questions let us know what you're thinking about what you want us to talk about Any questions you have about any Netflix reality show, please send it to us because even if we weren't going to cover it, maybe now we will. Uh, So you can either email us at receipts at castmedia, that's K-A-S-T media.com, or slide into our DMs. I'm at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. I'm Need for L Speed. And uh, yeah, tell us what you think. And lately, guys, be sure that you guys are checking out our social medias because we're posting questions there. Yeah, You know, for upcoming shows so we can read what you say here on air if you like. Or, you know, if you just want to be anonymous, that's cool, too. But we need you guys to be our third co-host and we want to hear what you have to say. Also, be sure that you guys are following us wherever podcasts are available. Hit that follow button and be sure to watch us exclusively on To Doom, the official Netflix site to help find and fuel your fandom for shows and movies that you love. That's Netflix.com slash T-U-D-U-M. This episode of We Have the Receipts is a production by Netflix, The Doom, and Cast Media. We're your hosts, Chris Burns and Lawrence B. Hamilton. Our producers are Amanda Elliott and Arvin Lee. Our executive producers are Colin Thompson and Harris Lane. Our editor is Elliot Deneve. Our technical engineer is Travis Holden. See you next See week. You next week.